Hello, everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel. Here we share stories from women around the world to inspire a change and empowerment and transformation in young girls and women to dream with unlimited possibilities. Today, we have the ultimate pleasure of being with Ms. Jessica, and I just want to give the opportunity to welcome her to our show and to allow her to introduce herself and a little bit about what she does. So hi, Jessica. How are you doing today? I'm good, Maya. How are you? I'm awesome. So I know the audience is ready because I usually ask this question. Um, just go ahead and introduce yourself and a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure. So I'm Jessica Dirksen. I am a certified health and life coach, and I work with women to change their lives by changing their habits. And that all really starts with um, from the inside out. So really working with your mindset. I really, it's about building that relationship. What do you want in life? And know, knowing what you want, building that relationship with yourself, falling in love with yourself so that you can create the habits to create lasting change in your, in your life so that you're living a life that you love. You're living a life with purpose, a life that you dreamed of. Awesome. Awesome. One of my um, recent conversations was about this and how health and fitness can really and truly transform your life. So I'm excited for this because you know, I'm a health and fitness advocate. So I think this conversation is going to be awesome. So I just want to talk a little bit about how you found yourself in this space as a health and life, uh, health and fitness life coach in a sense. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a health and life coach. I'm actually not really a fitness okay. coach, but I am a, I'm so passionate about fitness and that's actually what changed my life. So years ago, I, when I was done college, I was really lost. I grew up, you know, like a lot of young women do really poor self body image, um, issues mm -hmm. that they have. They don't believe they feel they're not good enough. They're not smart enough. They're not um, pretty enough. I'm too fat. You know, we have all these beliefs about ourselves and I finished college and I was lost. I had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. I, because of these beliefs that I had, I let really like that, not like, I had really poor relationships with people. I got into bad relationships, unhealthy mm -hmm. relationships. I, what I consumed was really unhealthy. So I did, wasn't taking care of myself because I didn't love myself. I didn't believe I deserved anything more. And I went to see my doctor and he wanted to prescribe me antidepressants. And I didn't mm -hmm. want to take them. I'm like, I'm not depressed. I'm just really struggling in life. And he right. said, you know, try moving your body consistently for the next 30 days and just see what happens. And so, of course, I was like, hey, this guy's a little crazy, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> and, and I did. And I started to, and of course, it wasn't just like instant change, right? It was slow mm -hmm. change, but it, it was, became about the feeling inside of me. It wasn't about how the number on the scale. It wasn't about how I looked on the outside. It was actually about like what was happening inside of me. And I started to feel a little better. And the more, the better I started to feel, the more I started to take care of myself in other areas of my life. So this was, you know, a long journey, but moving my body really changed my life. And that was the beginning of my journey, the beginning of my transformation. And then years later, I moved across the country. I didn't know a lot of people here and a couple family members. And then I met my now husband and I was in a job that I was like not happy in. And it brought me back to old patterns of beliefs, old habits. And I was like, I knew something had to change. I, I thought I was like, I don't want to go back to that person I was years ago. Like something has to change. And I, there has to be more to life. There has to be more to life than waking up, going to a job you don't like, coming home, having dinner, going to bed, repeat, right? Like that's not, that wasn't mm -hmm. okay with me. It didn't sit right. And so um, I took action. I took action. I actually read a book called The Passion Test. 
and I was done this book and I did all this exercise and I said to my husband, I'm like, I'm going to be a health coach. He's like, what's a health coach? I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know if it's a thing, but I'm going to be a health coach. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did some research and I was like, okay, this is like a thing. I'm going to do this. And I did my education around it. I got certified. And then as my business started to grow, I really realized that like your health affects every part of your life, right? If you don't feel good in your health, it affects your career, it affects your relationships, like every part of you is affected. And so I was doing a lot of life coaching as well. So then I just got a, a additional certification in that just to really support them and grow them together. Awesome, awesome. I think that's really important. Um, a lot of people go through the same things that you were going through. I mean, me as a recent college grad under two years ago, um, I can say the same thing. I think that we go through these motions where it's like, okay, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do this. This is how it's supposed to go. But it's like, you've never taken the time to sit in self, um, find yourself, just self-discovery. So I think getting your body moving and getting into um, exercise and health and things like that, it kind of takes you away from the goals that are, you know, you're trying to find. And it's just like bringing you to a space of, you know what, okay, now my body has a little bit of time to think about this stuff. <laughs> and I don't have to sit here and be just so pressured. So I think that's really cool. That's interesting. Absolutely. Definitely. And even like, so what, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, even as I was older even like even before when i moved across the country it was like well no that's not what you're supposed to do you're supposed to settle down you're supposed to get married you're supposed to have kids but i didn't want to get married i didn't want to have kids like i don't care what i'm supposed to do i'm gonna do what i right. want to do. but so many women especially like women that i talked to didn't have that i don't like courage or they just didn't know they didn't know they didn't want it they just assumed they did because that's what society told them they wanted and you know, you work, I work with a lot of women who have gone through marriages where they're like, I was so young and I wish I knew better, right? But mm -hmm. always society puts all of these restrictions and tell us what to do. And you have to do this, you have to get married, you have to have a baby. Like, no, you don't have to do any of that. What do you want? Right. <laughs> what would you love in life? Right, I think it's like, we have to think about it and just say, you know what, this is what society is telling us to do, but it's not always the right thing. And it's not always what I want to do. We all are built to our uniqueness and everyone is not gonna to want to do the same things or going to be capable of the same thing. Everyone is in their own lane. And I think society is trying to push us into just doing the same things. And yeah. we have to break from that, which is, sometimes very hard because it's like, you know, I'm looking at this image and someone, other people telling me that this is what I'm supposed to do. And then you have other people projecting their fears upon you. So it was really hard to break from that. You know, it's so much crowding you that I think it's really hard to just break from that and just say, you know what, that's enough. I'm just going to do what I want to do and what I feel is right in my mind. <laughs> Absolutely. And you have to do that, right? And so many people are scared to do that, but you have to do that because you only have this one, you don't, you only have one life. You only have this one moment. You're only guaranteed right now. So do mm. what brings you joy. Do what fills your cup. Do what fuels you and energizes you. No, definitely. So what would you say are 
some of the obstacles that you've had to overcome, um, let's say, to make this transformation in your life and make a mindset shift in your life. What were some of the obstacles that were preventing you from doing that, that you had to say, okay, I realized what's happening here and now I see how I need to make a change? The biggest 100% biggest obstacle was myself, right? So my own fear, my own limiting beliefs, uh, talking myself out of every single thing. We are what get into our own way, right? We stand in our own mm -hmm. way. We let ourselves think of fear and slow us down instead of using it to really encourage us and using it as that fuel to drive us. And so you know, when I started this journey, I didn't know I was on a journey. When I started this moving my body, it was really about just trying to feel a little happier. I didn't realize that I was going to do like deep work and actually find out who I was or what I wanted in life. So the biggest mm -hmm. obstacles at that time were me were just convincing myself, like, go to the gym, go for a run, go for a walk. Even if you had no one to go with, just get up and do it. Um, but as I started to grow, anytime there's any time something comes in your way. So even when I started my business, it's like, you can't do this. You can't do this, right? Like your critter brain comes in and like, you're not good enough for this. And it's like all your old beliefs start to creep back in on you. And you have to know, like, mm -hmm. I don't believe that anymore. That is no longer part of my truth. So I'm going to get rid of that and replace it with a new thought. And so I'm really big on like mirror quotes. Like I always have quotes in my mirror that are going to inspire me for that week or however long I need it. Mm -hmm. I'm really big on like mantras and affirmations. And they, I truly think they help you get in the right mindset, the right mind frame for what you're trying to achieve, what you're trying to work on. Um, so those, I still use them like today. I'm being, I'm human, right? I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. I still have my own critter brain that comes and tries to, and fear, and it's fear, right? It tries to slow you down. And that's, I think, mm -hmm. I think that's everyone's biggest obstacle is that fear of failure, fear of what other people will think of you. And so being able to realize that what people think of you shouldn't slow you down because that only affects your life, right? What they think of you is about them. It's not about you. So it shouldn't affect you anyway, but we let it affect us. And then it only slows us down from becoming the people we want to become and growing into the lives that we want to become. So it's about always remembering that. So when a thought comes mm -hmm. into my mind, like I'm really strict with my mindset, be like, nope, this doesn't serve me. Let's get rid of it and replace it with mm -hmm. something new. No, definitely. And I think um, what you said there, it was important of how a lot of people um, have fears of failure and not succeeding. And I think that that's a problem with standardization in our in our world, essentially, because it's like we come and we say, OK, if you can't pass this test exactly how y'all want you to pass it, then you failed. But in the real world, you have to be able to you have to know what your version of success is in an essence. So everybody's version of success is not going to be the same. Some people may strive for more than others. And some people may just be comfortable doing this, that you have to know what your success is and you have to be comfortable in knowing that. So I want to know from you, how has your version of success changed over the years um, into finding your purpose and finding your passion? How have you been able to change your version of success from something that you may have been conditioned to think that success was versus finding yourself truly and finding that success definition? Yeah. So, and I mean, and fear, failure is a huge part of success. Like I truly believe if you're not failing at something, you're not growing and to me now, success is growth. All like continual mm -hmm. development, continual growth, that's success 
to me years ago success to me was you know i want to make millions of dollars i want to be a lawyer and i will never be successful until i achieve those things now right. success to me is like i've created a vision for my life so i know mm -hmm. how much financially what i want to make i know mm -hmm. what kind of house i want to retire in i know mm -hmm. where i want to live where i want to travel where i want to be who i want to be surrounded with like i've created this vision so that mm -hmm. success to me is always growing towards that vision. So always taking mm -hmm. momentum and taking the right steps every day to get me just one step closer to that vision that I have for my life, because it's a work in progress, right? Like parts of the vision are a year from now, parts of it are 10 years from now, 20. Like it's always a changing document that I have, but being able to connect with it and growing towards that, that's what success is to me. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think achieving one goal and okay, that's success, I'm done. I really truly believe that. It's about that growth, right. continual growth, continual development. Right. And I think um, that's important where you said how you're continuously growing, because I think in this day and age, we see people achieving success and we want those things. But do we truly want those things or are we wanting those things because it's cool on social media and they make it look so good? Is that what you truly, truly want? I think um, we have to sit and evaluate ourselves and we have to appreciate the small accomplishments along our journey towards our bigger goals because I think it will just be an un unenjoyable experience if we're continuously saying oh my goodness I did not get my seven million dollar house today <laughs> like <laughs> I just feel like a huge failure so I think that we need to enjoy the journey we need to enjoy the small accomplish accomplishments and celebrate them because I think a lot of people aren't enjoying their small accomplishments and it's leading them to, you know, depression and being upset and feeling like they're failing in life. So that's all I say is just enjoy the journey. I think a lot of people need to do that more. And one of the things you said that I think is really important because we always think something should be a goal of ours because social media says it or society. And so I work with so many women who are like, yeah, this is what I want. This is my goal. I'm like, well, why mm -hmm. is that important to you? And I go through all these questions to really find out why. And sometimes it's not even important to them. I'm like, it's okay to let go of that. It's okay to not want mm -hmm. that. What do you really, right. really want, right? So really getting down and asking yourself the questions like, what do you really want that is like, what are your values? What's meaningful to you? Not just because mm -hmm. other people or society or social media told you that. So I just, I love that you brought that up because it's really, really, it really impactful, really powerful. No, definitely. Because I mean, this day and time, you have to truly dig deep and find yourself or you will be caught up in someone else's dream. And then you get there and you're unhappy because you're like, wait a minute, I'm here now. But is this what I really wanted? Because it still isn't fulfilling me, you know? Like, are you being caught up in someone else's dream? Yeah. yeah. Like, I can't sit here and say, me personally, I don't want a... a a 100,000 square foot house or whatever. Like some people may want that. And that is your accomplishment because we're put here to make accomplishments and be proud in whatever you want to accomplish because that's your goal. Everyone's goal is different, but I can't sit here and say, oh my God, I want the same size house as Jeff Bezos. Um, I really don't want that because I can't, I, I, I would be overwhelmed, honestly. Like me personally, I would be overwhelmed. But 
if that if another person wants that, I can't say what are they gonna do with that house? That is too big for them. No, they they know exactly what they want to do with the house. If they want to sit there and let it collect dust, that's their business. But yeah. you have to be comfortable in finding what you want. So I just think that you know, just finding yourself is truly gonna get you to where you want and fulfill your happiness in life. Yeah. So what is what is one thing that you would say people misunderstand about you or your title or your career path that you've chosen? I think, and it's kind of funny because it happened. The biggest thing people misunderstand is that I'm like a diet coach, a fitness coach, and I really don't do that. Like as a health, like I, I do a, I have a lot of education around mm-hmm. fitness and nutrition and stuff, but I really mm-hmm. focus on as a health coach, it's really focused on falling in love with yourself, like building that confidence so that you you love your body right? You are confident in your body. You feel good in your skin um, and you love your life. So I think uh, people, because they hear health coach, they often think, okay, you're going to help me in fitness and you're going to give me a nutrition <laughs> plan. And like, okay, I can do that. But that's probably just going to be a quick fix for you for the next little while. So let's get deeper. Like, let's dig deeper and find right. out what you really want. Why is that important? And let's go from there and let's build that. Cause a lot of times women come to me and they're like, I want to lose weight great. Like what's important about that? Well, I want to look at in my bikini. And then I ask them like tons of questions. And by the end of our conversation, it's not about looking good in a bikini. That's not what's going to motivate them to lose the weight, right? It's about, they usually want to mm-hmm. connect back and feel intimate with their partner again. Like that's mm-hmm. a deeper why that's more meaningful to them. That's what they really want. They don't care about how they look in the bikini. They care about the relationship. Right. <laughs> and so that's what I do. I really help people, you know, dig deep in their goals, know what it is they want so that they love themselves and they can love the life that they're living. Right. And definitely. And I think that you're in a space of basically conditioning people um, of something that's not normal because we're in a space where women are creating their success and they're creating pathways to help build each other up and build each other to understand their why, understand where they need to be to be happy. So how has it been on your journey to condition people? Because I know you said people think that you're a dietitian, a fitness coach, a personal trainer, or whatever they want to think, because that's what we think normally when we associate those words. How has it been for you to condition people to know that, you know what, no, I'm helping you dig deeper into your life. I'm helping you understand who you truly are. Yeah, it's been it's been good. Like I just have conversations. So I always, I never just, no one ever just is like, Hey, I'm going to hire you. Right. I don't know a thing about you. I don't know what you do. I'm just going to hire you, but that doesn't happen. So I always have a conversation, usually like a, a consultation and we talk. And I think really the most meaningful thing for the, the women are the questions that I ask them. So learning to ask people the right questions help them so much more than ever trying to tell people what to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think because when we have these initial conversations and consultations, the questions that I ask, get them already thinking deeper and in, into it, right. Getting them think like, mm-hmm. Oh, why do I have these beliefs about myself that really don't serve me, but I don't, where do they come from and how can I get rid of them? And when we start talking mm-hmm. and having those conversations, they realize I don't really care about the weight. Like I, yes, I want to lose weight. I want to feel good and look it, but it is, it is more about the feeling. So how mm-hmm. you, clearly can help me with that. So let's talk more. I mean, there are some people like, I just want to lose weight and learn how to eat. And I'll work with a lot of these women because by week three or four, they've already started doing the deeper work. Like they think, okay, give me a meal plan and we'll just connect every week. Like, okay, 
we'll do that. <laughs> Never happens. It's always, always gets deeper because they start right. asking questions and they get curious about themselves and their bodies and their mindset. And then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. well, maybe you're onto something about if I, if I like myself. And that was the biggest part with my own journey. When I started to like myself and respect mm-hmm. myself, I started making decisions in my life that aligned with that respect and all areas of my life. So I started to eat better mm-hmm. because I was respecting my body more. I started to date people who were not mean and jerks and like that were actually mm-hmm. treating me with respect because it aligned with the respect I was now showing myself. And I started to right. do different things in my life that aligned with that love and that respect. And so a lot of clients mm-hmm. that I work with, when they realize there's that connection, like, and I work with a lot of women who've yo-yo dieted for years, right? They've struggled with weight, lost right. it, gained it. And when we talk about, and that's the problem with a lot of these quick fixes. So then when we have conversations and they start to actually like themselves, they're like, oh, now mm-hmm. the weight's actually coming off because they're yeah. treating themselves with more respect. They're treating their bodies mm-hmm. with the respect that they now have for themselves. Right. No, definitely. And I think that it's important what you're doing because a lot of women, you have to sit here and question, like, where was, where was it when you started not liking yourself? Because we don't come out, we're not born to say, oh, you know, I just hate myself. Like as something that has to come from an experience or um, someone telling you this or something, because I don't think anyone right truly comes out just saying, oh my God, I hate myself. It's because of things that have happened to them. Yeah. And they have these beliefs. They learn these beliefs at such a young age. Like I remember as a kid, I was the youngest of three sisters, but I was the biggest and Mm -hmm. everyone to, Oh, you're so big boned. Why are you so much (laughs) taller than them? I'm like, so I had these beliefs that I'm too fat. I'm too big. I'm not pretty enough because that's what everyone would say. So you, you didn't, I didn't come out knowing that, but as soon as people started saying that, it became my belief system. Right. Because I mean, different cultures are different. So it's like, you know, you have some cultures that celebrate bigger women, some cultures that celebrate smaller women, but it's like, come on, like everyone is not built the same. Everyone is in their own right to look exactly how they want to look and look exactly how they were made to be. So I don't know why, you know, we have society just judging people the way they are when no one's perfect. Like, (laughs) come on, we have to realize that. Yeah. So what is one thing that you would say has been your biggest impact on your clients through your services? I think um, the biggest impact for my clients are probably like the break, like everyone has a different breakthrough at different parts of their journey. And it always comes down to that moment when they look in the mirror and they actually say like, I love myself right? It's really hard for women to look themselves in the eyes and look in that mirror and be like, I love you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, you know, if anyone's watching, go try it. It is difficult. And, um, that it's that breakthrough moment is really after, you know, it doesn't happen right away, but when you, the biggest impact for them is when they start to actually like who they are. That's Mm -hmm. when the change starts to happen. Definitely. And I think we have to condition and uplift under other women because a little story about me when I was younger, um, I don't know what happened. Someone was like, oh my God, you look the bomb. So I was just walking around. I was like, my name is the bomb. My name is the bomb. (laughs) 
So then my dad, he had to call my aunt. He was like, why what did you tell, please tell this girl that her name is not the bomb. And I was just all in the mirror. <laughs> so I think it's a conditioning piece because it's like, we have to condition each other to love each other. We have to uplift each other to love ourselves just as we are. And to know that there's no standard because I mean, Everyone has their own right. If you want to get surgery, that's if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But we have to sit here and say there's a lot of women going out there and they're getting this specific body, like all of them look the same. And it's just like, is that truly what you want? Or do you want that because it's popular mm-hmm. for the moment? You know, just to, good. Right. Because society says it looks good. I saw an Instagram post that was showing the different bodies that were popular during um, different decades. And I was like, wow, like bone skinny was like popular one time. Then a um, thick curvy girl was popular one time. Then small petite girls. Like, honestly, it's it's just too much. Like who is creating the rules here? Yeah. And how come there's never anything about men like that? Like why? Right. <laughs> this is why we women struggle so much because there's all of this stuff out there And I think that's like why men don't understand why women are so um, self-conscious or have poor body image uh, about themselves, right? Mm -hmm. They don't ever have to deal with that. They never say, oh, this is what men looked 50 years ago and 10 years, like. Never, never. There's nothing out there saying this is the perfect body of a man. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, but there's always these different standards. They, they even had the ones where um, hair removal in the different um, decades and different eyebrow shapes in the different decades. It's, it's crazy. Like we have to go through so much yeah. and just to be a woman, like who, who created the rules? <laughs> yeah, it's not fair. And I mean, and that's why we need to like take care of ourselves now. We need to support each other. We need to like just shower each other with love and confidence. Like give each other that confidence, give each other the love, like tell each other how like great you are from the inside out. It doesn't have to be about what you look like on the outside. Like let's just love on each other so much and help each other grow. Awesome. No, definitely. Because if we can't uplift each other, who else will and who will help us to reach this higher standard of womanhood and to just live out loud and just live for ourselves and not for someone else because we don't even know who's creating these rules for us yeah <laughs> it's just like, like honestly show your face if you're the one creating the rules because we want to have a little bit of input as well <laughs> yeah we want to see we'll have a conversation no, definitely. So, Jessica, is there, if there's one last thing that you would say to inspire women around the world to dream with unlimited possibilities, what would it be? I would tell them, one, it's never too late. It is never too late to start to dream big. No matter how old you are, no matter how you feel, you can change your life. You only have one life. You only have this one moment. You can do it. You get to decide to do it and do it now. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for Monday. Don't wait for next month, next year. When you decide what you want and just do one small thing right now to make a change to get you just one step closer, but start now. It's never too late. And that is probably the biggest thing that I like to share with people and do you like do what makes you happy don't worry about what other people think about you don't worry about their judgments their thoughts do you do you definitely i totally agree with everything you just said because listen you have to take your own life into your own hands 
take your own control. Be in control of your own life, your own happiness, all that and above. <laughs> so Jessica, I want to open up the floor to allow you to, to let everyone in the audience know um, how they can reach you, what are your social profiles for them to follow your journey and if they need to contact you for services. Sure. So my email is jessica at true to you healthcoaching.com. Or you can just find my website is true to you lifestyle.com. Everything's on there. Um, my social media is at Jessica Dirksen Health Coach. And yeah, that's it. I'd love to connect. So go find me. Definitely. Well, we thank you so much for sharing your story with us today here on Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel. Thank you to the audience for tuning in, and we can't wait to see you on the next episode. Thank you.